NASCAR fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. There is more big news in the opening weeks of 2023 as Kyle Larson, the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion announced he would compete in the 2024 Indianapolis 500 for Aero McLaren Racing. The 30-year-old racing star will realize a lifelong dream of competing in the Indy 500, but he made his announcement one year early to properly prepare for the best possible run at winning the world's biggest race. In addition to competing in the 108th Indianapolis 500 in 2024, Larson will also compete in the double by running the Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR Cup Series race later that night at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Pit Pass Indy was able to participate in a web conference with Kyle Larson, NASCAR Cup Series team owner Rick Hendrick, and McLaren CEO Zach Brown, along with other select media members last week. This week's Pit Pass Indy includes highlights from that web conference, beginning with Larson and his thoughts on competing in the 2024 Indianapolis 500. Yeah, definitely. No, and uh, I'm obviously really excited. This has been something that I, I've dreamt about since I was a child before I was probably ever even racing, you know, sprint cars. So, um, the Indy 500 has always been the most special race probably to my, my, my dad. And, uh, I just remember as a kid, him always, you know, someday if you get the opportunity, like you really need to try and run the D 500. So I feel like I've had to be really patient with it. Um, and, and thankfully, you know, the patience has paid off where I feel like I'm in the best possible opportunity to, uh, you know, go chase an, an Indy 500, a good run at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So, um, without Rick Hendrick and Zach Brown, everybody at McLaren and Hendrick Motorsports and, and Hendrick Automotive Group, this would not be possible. So, um, very grateful for that and, uh, look forward to preparing. You know, I've, I've talked about it a lot. You know, I didn't want to do this if I was not in a great opportunity, but with, with time to prepare. And this, this definitely leaves, uh, plenty of time to get ready for it and feel like I am going to go there with a shot to do good. So um, excited that we were able to put it together way in advance to uh, give ourselves the best opportunities. So thanks again to everybody involved and um, look forward to it for sure. Okay, Kyle, congratulations. I know this has been a big deal for you. Uh, I hearken back to that conversation you had with our pal Robin Miller at the uh, Brickyard two years ago. And I know that he really wanted to see you race in the Indianapolis 500 and remain, have that connection with all those people in the uh, Indianapolis community. Just how big a deal is this for you? How can you put it into words? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big deal. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do remember when when Robin, you know, was pretty sick there at the end and, and uh, you know, 
told me, and I've known that he wanted to see me race Indy 500, but uh, I know he'll be watching down and, and cheering me on for sure, being a, a dirt guy um, that he's followed along ever since the beginning of my career. Um, and two, you know, the Indy 500 is special because you know, I did live in Indianapolis for a couple years. At the beginning of my kind of breakout point of my career, that uh, that got me to, to NASCAR. So 2011, 2012, I uh, was spent racing a lot of USAC races around the Indianapolis area and um, and he's always felt like another home to me. You know, I've got a lot of friends there, uh, a lot of friends who are like family. Um, so that also adds to the, to the prestige to me, uh, being a, a local dirt track kid, um, you know, getting race Indy 500 is, is a special thing. So to, you know, Brian Clausen, um, you know, he, he's competed in it, uh, a few times, I believe. And, um, I was always jealous uh, of him getting those opportunities and getting to talk to him a lot about it. And um, while he also still competed in the dirt stuff, getting to do that, I thought was a very throwback thing to do. So um, glad I can you know, kind of add my, my name to a list, another list with, with him on it, competing in it. And, and hopefully I can go you know, do all the dirt track fans proud. Do you have any plans to compete in another IndyCar series race? before the Indianapolis 500, or do you have a lot of plans to do a lot of testing in an Indy car before Indy in 2024? Uh, I don't, I don't think there's any racing plan before Indy, but, um, and I'll let Zach you know, speak on the specifics of the testing. Cause I mean, there's a lot of policies that go into it that I don't really even know, but I do think we would like to get a test in at some point this year, but I just don't know. I don't think either of us know probably the, the full on details quite um, yet. How difficult was it to convince Hendrick Motorsports team owner Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports vice chairman Jeff Gordon to allow you to do this? Uh, for me, I guess, um, I don't think there was as much convincing that had to go into it as I thought there might be for Rick. You know, I, I think uh, I, remember, I remember us talking it had to be around Christmas time in 2021. And, uh, I remember, you know, Rick called and, um, and I really want to do the Indy 500 someday. And, uh, he's like, well, let's do it then. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that was, uh, simpler than, than, um, I thought it might be. And, you know, after that, I was like, man, I don't want to lose any momentum, uh, with this. So we'd kind of bring it up here and there and, and definitely bring it up to Jeff, you know, Jeff and Rick, uh, work side by side on a lot of the business stuff. So, um, made sure I mentioned it to Jeff a lot to just keep a bug in Rick's ear. Um, cause I didn't want Rick to forget about it, but, um, thankfully he didn't. And, and they've been working really hard here for a while now to, to find me the best opportunity to go out there and, and compete for events. <laughs> Like I mentioned, you know, I think it took a lot of patience to get to, to this moment and it's going to take a lot more uh, patience to get to 2024. But I, I do think we've assembled the best possible um, scenario for all of us involved to go have a, a good run. If you were to win the Indianapolis 500 along with your other great victories and other forms of racing, would that establish you as the most versatile driver in racing today? Well, I think that would be a that would help. <laughs> for sure um, you know there's a there's a lot of drivers who who I look up to that you know competed in a lot of different types of cars and won a lot of big races and won the d500 so yeah I feel like you know it, if I could do it 
and obviously me coming in to run my first ever IndyCar race in the Indy 500, uh, it'd be a tall task to, to ask for to go win it. But I think that's why we're trying to plan so far ahead to be ready for it. And, and hopefully, yeah, add my name to that winner's list and, and add to a, uh, hopefully, you know, great legacy of mine, um, as I get you know, further on down my career. But yeah, if I could win the Indianapolis 500 at, at age of 31 and still have a lot of racing left to do and a lot of other big events that I'd like to do, that'd definitely take a big step towards it. Could you see yourself competing in more than one Indianapolis 500, or will this be a one-shot deal? Um, well, I think I think if you look at all the types of stuff that I've done, and, and especially probably the you know the dirt late model here is. Um, but I think when I get involved in something, I don't want it to just be a one and done thing. Um, you know, I want to take it serious. I want to continue to compete in it, you know, learn the craft, um, because every different type of race car I, I drive takes a different style, a different driving craft. And I think the IndyCar is going to be you know, another one of those, obviously. So, I mean, I can't, I, we only have this one year deal done, but, um, and, and we'll see how it goes, but I would love to, you know, if we all enjoy it, if we all had a good time, if we all, you know, believe that it was successful and we want more of it, then yeah, I would love, I would love to do it again. You know, I, I've always said, I don't want to compete in the Indy 500 just to say that I've competed in the Indy 500. I want to, I want to compete to win. I want to win someday down the road. And, you know, I'm still young. You know, I'm only 30 right now. I feel like I'm in the prime of my career. And um, I think while you're in that prime, you need to take advantage of it and, and go race as much and, and compete in, in a lot of the big events that you can go have a shot at winning. So, you know, obviously if maybe you win it in the first try that, that could change things. But, um, you know, I would love to, uh, I would love to compete in it. You know, if, if all parties enjoy it, um, I would love to compete in it more than just, you know, next year. So the plan is to run the Indianapolis 500 that day, fly back to Charlotte and compete in the Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR Cup Series race that night. How big of a challenge will it be for you to compete in two different races in such a short time frame? I've got such a diverse background of driving cars and you know, different dirt cars in the same night, stuff like that. So getting to run an Indy car in a, in a cup car in the same same day and night is going to be two polar opposite types of vehicles and and i i enjoy a challenge too so fitness wise i think it'll be a challenge but also you know adapting going back and forth um, between a car that i'm not familiar with at least at this point you know by then you know, i'll probably be a lot more familiar with the with the indy car but jumping back and forth is um and flying around the the craziness i feel like i've trained my body for this um, over the, the past you know, six or seven years traveling around racing a hundred times a year so but we'll see I, I definitely look forward to that it's been it's been done by just a, a handful of other drivers and uh, I think Tony was the most successful Kurt Busch did a really good job a handful of years ago so just going to try and study as much as I can be as prepared as possible and rely on the people who have done it too. I'm sure I'll talk to Tony, I'll talk to Kurt and, and anybody else I can that can offer any bit of advice on, on what to be prepared for. Cause I think there's you know, a lot of unknowns once you get in the middle of, of the, the hectic week of racing and practicing and qualifying and all that. So um, just trying to be prepared as possible is going to be um, important. And, and I know I'm going to have a lot of people to lean on for that. 
We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy. And now let's hear from McLaren CEO Zach Brown and NASCAR team owner Rick Hendrick as they talk about Kyle Larson's deal to compete in the 2024 Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy. Zach Brown, if you could just describe what it was like to put this deal together, not only with Kyle Larson, but with also Rick Hendrick. Uh, putting together the program with uh, Jeff Gordon and uh, Mr. Hendrick, who were the uh, two leaders in charge of putting together this exciting partnership, uh, to have a, a, a talent like Kyle Larson in our racing car, uh, we're very excited. We like drivers that a diversity of, of driving talent, which Kyle has obviously proven he uh, likes to drive anything with uh, four wheels. I've not yet seen whether he's tried two wheels, but I'll uh, leave that to Mr. Hendrick to, uh, to, to work through in his next adventure. Uh, Chevrolet has been a uh, integral part of helping uh, uh, bring this partnership together. And we are uh, very, uh, very excited to uh, collaborate with uh, Mr. Hendricks' uh, racing team. I think together we're going to work together very well and um, decided to make a, an early announcement for maximum preparation uh, to be as prepared as we can be as a collective group for the 2024 uh, Indy 500. Thank you, Zach. Uh, listen, uh, you and I have been friends for, I guess, 25 years. I uh, never dreamed that we would be partners and going to run the Indy 500. Uh, Kyle has been uh, made it very clear to me that he'd love to do it. 
And I never thought that it would come to happen. But having, you know, for me to do it with Chevrolet, and I always wanted to be with a premier team if we ever did do it, and to be able to partner with McLaren and and have uh, Cohen the car and have Henry cars on it, that's pretty special to me and our whole organization. So everybody's excited about it. And uh, again, just to be able to partner with McLaren and uh, have the talent that you have assembled and know that, that Kyle's going to be in first class equipment and in uh, total preparation, you know, it's going to be really exciting for our organization, for our fans and uh, everyone involved. So we're super excited and very appreciative to, to be able to partner with you and looking forward to uh, Kyle running the Indy 500 next year. And uh, it's just going to be an amazing opportunity. I think if you're a racer on your bucket list, uh, you know, you if you can be a part of or even have an entry in the Indy 500, that's a huge deal. And I know Kyle has, you know, had told me, you know, he wanted to do it. But to me, if you're going to race, you got to be competitive. And, uh, you know, having a, a, a partner or a team that you can associate with, like the McLaren team and Zach, then that's what you have to have. Because I, I'm not interested in going if, we, if we're not prepared and we don't have a shot to be competitive. And I know it's a tall order to talk about trying to win it, but every, every race I've ever seen Kyle in, and I look at the McLaren team, and they, can, they know they're winners, and Kyle's a winner. So hopefully, Zach, we've talked about it. Jeff Gordon's been in the middle of all this, and we're all talking about uh, trying to get him in a car here the end of the year. And uh, Zach, we talked about that, uh, you know, as early as the day. So all this is going to develop. But the thing I like about it is we've got a, we've got a great team that we're associated with. Uh, you know, we're going to, for me to have a chance to be a co-owner and have bring our sponsor, Hendrick Cars, to our, the fans that follow Kyle and our organization. You know, I get more excited about it every day. You know, I wasn't too excited about it in the beginning. And uh, as we started talking about it and then uh, being able to partner with McLaren and Zach and a quality organization that's everything from Formula One to, you know, to Indy, then this is a great opportunity for us. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it and we'll just see how it all works out. But it'll be probably feel like I did when I went to Daytona the first time I had an entry there and I looked down the uh, garage lane and I saw the Wood Brothers and Junior Johnson and all these guys. And I thought, man, I shouldn't be here, but, but being partners with McLaren, then I'm, I'm, that gives us a tremendous amount of comfort that we will have the best equipment and uh, the best preparation. And, and we owe that all to the McLaren group because they are, they're the best. And so we're just looking forward to, uh, to seeing what it's like. Mr. H, you're a stock car guy. You're a Chevy guy. But I'm sure that there are recollections of the Indianapolis 500 to go all the way back to when you were a kid growing up on, in Car Lake in uh, Virginia. What does the Indianapolis 500 mean to you? And also as a quick follow-up, when you look at the job Zach has done building this IndyCar program, it's pretty impressive. What, do you see a little bit of similarities between 
the way you build up Hendrick Motorsports and the way Zach is approaching this IndyCar team? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I know full well what it's like to step into a, a organization or a, a racing series like NASCAR and have to compete. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, you know, any, any race team you're in, it's all about people. And, uh, you know, we know that Chevrolet has got a good product, a great motor. I've, I've never raced with anything but Chevrolet. But, uh, you know, there's no way someone like myself or our organization could make this kind of step and if we didn't have a partner like McLaren, I mean, I'm, I'm really, uh, kind of, uh, at all that I'm going to be able to be mentioned in the same word with, uh, with the McLaren group and, and Zach. So I know when we, whatever we do, we're going to put the best effort out there we can. And, uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a bucket list. I never thought I'd be going to Lamar either. So, uh, you know, it's just, one of those deals that, you know, Kyle has been adamant and he's convinced me he can let him run sprint cars. And I, and <laughs> so, uh, again, the Indy 500 is such a prestige event. I never thought I'd be there. I know it's going to be kind of, it's going to be special to be able to walk out on a grid next year and be a part of it. And to Zach Brown, could this be an introduction into maybe more business ventures between McLaren and Hendrick Motorsports? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the many things that is very exciting uh, about our partnership is, you know, as, as Mr. H said, we're all a bunch of uh, racers and race in different uh, formulas and, uh, have a lot in, in common and you, you never quite know where partnerships can lead to. Uh, as you mentioned, they're going to, to Lamar, uh, have a great history in sports cars. I, uh, I remember very much the Corvette GTP program, which was uh, an uber cool uh, racing car and, and racing series. So yeah, that was one of the things that was very exciting for, for us is creating a partnership that when I think you get a bunch of uh, racers together that have a passion for, for, for winning and, and racing cars, that uh, it can certainly lead to uh, other opportunities uh, in the future. How extensive will the testing and simulation plan be with Kyle Larson? We're going to go maximum preparation, whether that's uh, in simulation, whether that's in driving the race car itself, whether that's attending some, some IndyCar races and sitting in, in debriefs. Uh, obviously, Kyle's primary program is, is his quest for a, another NASCAR championship, so we need to work around what will be a, a very busy schedule uh, for him and his racing activities, but we want to immerse uh, Kyle and, and work together with the uh, Hendrick organization to maximize performance you know, both on and off the track. We're now working through, you know, what is that? How many test days can we do? Where shall we test? I think the fact that uh, Chevrolet's new tech center is, is around the corner from Hendrick Motorsports is certainly going to be a, uh, a benefit. So, uh, again, one of the reasons for an early announcement and early commitment was for maximum preparation. Did you decide to wait until 2024 on this program so that Tony Kanaan in the fourth entry for this year's Indianapolis 500 had a fair chance at winning the race this year? Yeah, I, I think 
four cars is the right number for the Indianapolis 500. And we don't want to have any compromise and put our best foot forward. It's a big opportunity for uh, Aaron McLaren to be able to partner with uh, Rick Hendricks organization and, and, and Jeff Gordon and to have a driver of Kyle's caliber. And I think five cars is, is one, one, one too many. And also uh, with bringing on a new driver this year in, in Alex Rossi, we wanted to make sure we felt, you know, we had a really good Indy 500 this past year with our three cars. We're kind of close to, to winning it. And uh, I think another year of racing, four cars will will make us that much more prepared for when we bring Kyle uh, on board in, in 2024. Finally, here is Errol McLaren Racing Director Gavin Ward talking about getting Larson up to speed in the Errol McLaren IndyCar on Pit Pass Indy. I'd say, you know, I think when learning any new race car, there's going to be a little bit of learning the uh, the language of, of how to set the car up, what the options are for uh, what we can tweak on, a, on an Indy car will be a bit of a technical learning exercise. Um, I've got no doubt. And obviously, I suspect this is probably the fastest thing uh, <laughs> Kyle has driven, but I've got no doubt that he'll adapt to that and the speed and car control will not not be an issue. And, and I'm, I'm very confident, actually, we've got a, we've got a really good group of people that have a lot of experience with bringing drivers up to speed at the Indy 500, uh, which is a special task, but uh, they've been through that before, and I think this will be certainly not not the most taxing task (laughs) they've had. In other IndyCar news, two-time Indianapolis 500 winning driver Takuma Sato of Tokyo has been named as the oval driver for Chip Ganassi Racing in the number 11 Honda for 2023. That includes the 107th Indianapolis 500 on May 28th. Sato won the Indianapolis 500 for Andretti Autosport in 2017 and for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing in 2020. Marcus Armstrong, a rookie from New Zealand, will drive the number 11 Honda in the street and road course contest on the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series schedule. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy. We want to thank our guest, 2021 NASCAR Cup Series champion Kyle Larson, NASCAR Cup Series team owner Rick Hendrick, McLaren CEO Zach Brown, and Errol McLaren Racing Director Gavin Ward for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.